0: The Transport Workers Union Local 513 podcast with Second Vice President Brian Parker is online and streaming. Take it away, Brian. Hello, sisters and brothers. Welcome to the TWU Local 513 podcast. I'm your host, Brian Parker. Joining me today is our president, Greg Cozy. Thanks for joining us today, Greg.
1: Thank you very much, Brian. You bet.
0: So let's get started and talk about some of the things going on at Local 513. The first thing is, it's unfortunate, I know the last podcast we did, we talked about we were going to kick off again and get membership meetings going again, and now here we are a couple of weeks later and we're talking that we had to cancel it.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's an unfortunate thing. Uh, we've seen an, a huge uptick in COVID-19 cases on the ramp, and uh, quite honestly, it would be irresponsible of us as a local if we held uh, membership meetings right now. The health and safety of our members is paramount. As a board, and trust me, it was a difficult decision. The decision was actually made over a couple of days. We felt that it was in the best interest of our our membership that we postponed the June membership meeting.
0: Yeah, and to say it was a difficult decision, I was part of that decision and I can concur. It yeah. certainly was, <laughs> was not an easy decision. And uh no, so, again, month to month, we're just taking this thing, you know, one day at a time. And obviously, we want to get back to having membership meetings as soon as we can.
1: Yes, we, we are actually uh, just exploring the opportunity or possible opportunity of perhaps doing the, uh, the meetings outdoors in the back. Uh, we need to discuss it further as a board. We know that our members are hungry for the information in the membership meeting uh, setting. And uh, we certainly want to you know, be able to do that. Uh, We're gonna explore all the opportunities and uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, reconvene in July.
0: Yeah, the information and the fellowship as well. Okay, uh, next let's talk about uh, facial protection. I know American is now saying that they're pushing the mask even more. Can you elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Yes, management has reached out to us uh, indicating that they feel that our members could do a better job of wearing masks not only upstairs as they come in and out of the, the airport, but also in the break areas. From a health and safety standpoint, we certainly agree with that assessment. The CDC has recommended, you know, some type of face covering, face, facial protection. The heartburn that we have as a union, uh, though, is that some of our members push back for health reasons, some others push back simply because of, you know, their own personal beliefs, and we respect that. But it's kind of difficult to, to partner with the company on this because of some of the things that we've asked the company to do to ensure that our members stay safe. And they have been, I won't say hesitant, but they haven't been as energetic as we want them to be in ensuring that our members stay safe. A prime example of that is that when one of our members tests positive for COVID-19 and they self-disclose, we've asked that the company do a deep cleaning in the areas in which they work. While the company is doing that and they're, they're facilitating that cleaning, what we've asked also is that they leave a posting either on the wall or the door of the area, and that has been a challenge for management, it seems. So uh, it's hard to partner on one level and not get the cooperation on the other level. We're working through that as a local. I think we have a resolution to it, but we'll see.
0: Hopefully we do have a resolution. I know that we've been pushing for that for a long time. And it seems like a lot of times the onus comes on the employee or on our members uh, that we're to do what we need to do or what we're expected to do. And the company seems to fall short.
1: Yeah. And uh, but it goes back to uh, the old saying that the union is the conscious of the company. And so we'll continue to be that conscious and stay in their ear and press them to do the right thing for our members, regardless of it's, uh getting their pay adjusted in a timely fashion or certainly the more important issue at this moment, ensuring that they stay healthy and safe.
0: OK, and staying on the uh, topic of COVID-19, I believe there's some new signage coming. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, we've been working, and when I say we, I say the Safety Committee, the TWU Safety Committee, who is doing some phenomenal work for our members, by the way. Uh, They are working in concert with the flagship, the cleaning service. They work in concourses A, B, and C. Our members will see some uh, signage once the uh, janitorial service comes into a break room or a gatehouse to indicate that area has been properly cleaned. That signage will include... Uh, dates, times, and the level of service that each area has been given. So it's a better way for our members to know and to feel safe about the fact that the break room has been cleaned sufficiently. And it also gives us an opportunity to point out those instances where the janitorial services fall short. We're working on concourse D. There's another cleaning service over in D. So it causes a different kind of challenge for us, but we're working through that as well.
0: And then total transparency, can you talk about how long we've been pushing for this? (laughs) Uh, You want me to break it down into uh, years or or weeks? Well, yeah, I mean, since COVID has come along, you know, we were, believe it or not, we were on the leading edge of trying to provide the safest workplace for our members. And uh, so some of this stuff is very slow in coming, and this signage is one of the things that I'm speaking about.
1: Yeah, and to kind of provide the proper context to what you're saying, After the first COVID positive case, our local reached out to the pandemic response team and we asked them if they needed assistance. We wanted to provide help in notifying our our members who came into contact with someone who had tested positive. And uh, that was the beginning of us reaching out to management, reaching out to the company and saying, we are willing to partner with you in order to ensure a safe and healthy workplace for our members. We've done a lot of things uh, over the course of this pandemic to advocate for our members and their safety. And that was just the beginning of it. The other things go as far as asking for upfront parking and the ability to come through the employee portals without, you know, hand touches and that sort of thing. It's just one of the things that we've been uh, asking the company to do for our members. We're willing to partner with them, but it's uh it's a challenge sometimes because As we go through it, you know, we want to do the right thing. And there are some limitations from the company. Early on, they they could not find the personal protection equipment because of the fact that there was a lack of it throughout the country. But we've partnered with them to try to, you know, make that happen. It's been a difficult process. We'll continue to uh, push them as much as we can.
0: Yes, we will. Let's move on and talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with the reorganization of American Airlines I know there were some changes at the top in senior leadership, and now it's moved into to the lower levels. We lost Dell Salisbury, who was the managing director at DFW, and we also lost Mike Bryant, who was a longtime director of admin. So those two are no longer going to continue with the company. So we got some new people coming in. Can you talk about them? So,
1: yeah, you, you mentioned that Dell has transitioned out. Jeannie Driscoll, who was the managing director in Charlotte, has been chosen to take his place. Uh, we met with Jeannie just yesterday for the first time. And when I say for the first time, it was my first time meeting her. However, she has a, a history here at DFW. She was a CSM and I think a, uh, a level five at one point at DFW many years ago. So she does have a history and uh, some context behind uh, working at DFW. As far as Mike Bryan's uh, replacement is concerned, also a returnee to DFW. His name is uh, Bemo Fahande, and uh, he'll be replacing Mike over and uh, running the uh, administration. We uh, will welcome them in, and uh, we'll look forward to whatever opportunities we have to uh, get them to conform to the TWU way.
0: Yeah, they definitely need to conform. Okay, let's talk next about um, the pay and arrears. I know the company sent a docu sign out, I guess it was about a week ago, for us to sign and, and elect our choices, and that the company has since rescinded that document and resent it, and there was a couple of reasons why they did that. One was it didn't have some of the premiums in there that it should have had, and another, I believe there was some uh, misunderstanding by the members in regards to the options they could take. Can you talk about that document and what the options are, and let's go a little bit more in depth on some of that.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. So uh, first of all, I just want to kind of put it out there as a reminder that this is part of the reason why it's very important for us to utilize the company email. Company is uh, using employee email as its main source of communicating with the members. Very important that you check your company email more than periodically. Second, You want to update your your personal information on JetNet so that they can uh, communicate with you uh, through that methodology. And also if you would uh, please update your information with our local, uh, whether it be email information or your uh, physical address, Uh, that way we can uh, make sure that we can send you whatever updates and information that we have as well. Very important to do so. Uh, Back to the pay in arrears. You're right. Last week, they did send out a DocuSign email. And basically what it was, was it, it provided you with the information about the pay and arrears and the different payment options. The payment options did not include any of the premiums. That's like crew chief premium, uh, some of the license premiums for our Title II brothers and sisters. So when we noticed that we reached out to labor, they reached out to payroll and the corrections were made. Uh, but in order to correct everything, they had to re-sign the DocuSign document. Again, if you'll check your company email, there is a revised uh, DocuSign in everyone's company email. And so even though you may or may not have been affected the first time, uh, everyone needs to re-sign. They've also extended the uh, deadline. You have until July the 5th in order to uh, resubmit the new DocuSign.
0: Okay, Greg, while we're on the subject, Talk a little bit about the pay and arrears and how all that works.
1: Okay, so uh, that goes back to the new joint CBA and also the WorkBrain program that we all will be working under at some point, either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Our current pay methodology is that we're paid currently, which means that we have a pay period coming up this Friday. And if God forbid some for some unforeseen reason that you were no longer working with American airlines on Friday, that would be your last paycheck. Unless you worked any overtime or additional hours two weeks prior. The payment in arrears is basically the best way to describe it is 99.9% of the employers in this country hold a check back so that when you first start working, it takes at least two weeks in order for you to receive your first paycheck. That is essentially the pay in arrears. For us, uh, how that affects us is at some point, the company has a drop dead date in which they're going to stop paying us currently and move us to pay in arrears. That date is July the 17th. The best way, and it's kind of confusing, the company's put out a lot of uh, notification about it and a uh, detailed explanation, which in my opinion is added to the confusion. So the best way to describe it is this. We will receive a paycheck, our normal current pay on July the 10th. Our next scheduled pay period is the 24th. We will not be paid on the 24th. We will be converted on the 17th. And then our next paycheck will actually be July the 31st. The best way that I can describe it is if you can afford to go one week without a paycheck, then do nothing. Take no options and then you'll be fine. You won't owe the company anything. You know, a lot of the misconception is that we will that we owe the company a week's salary. That is not the case. So, again, I reiterate, if you can afford to not receive a check, for one additional week and be paid on July the 31st, then don't do anything. Don't take any of the options. Now, if you do some, you know, for whatever circumstance need to receive some funds, then you can opt to take an advance from the company for 40 hours. That's option A. Option B is that you can utilize one week of your sick time for a payment. You can utilize one week of your vacation time for 40 hours paid if you're full time, or you can use a combination of your sick time and your vacation to receive an 80 hour check on the 17th. Now, let me take a step back because what I didn't say was that even if you opt to do nothing and the way that your schedule is set up where you work on the 11th and the 12th, then on the 17th, you will receive a check for those two days of work. So I know it sounds complicated, And part of the reason why we really wanted to have uh, membership meetings this month was because we really wanted to describe it in detail and, you know, have some visuals and everything else. But our union reps are available to uh, to go through it with you. We're certainly available at the hall, you know, to give us a call and we'll try to work you through the process. Management has set up uh, a couple of workshops. Uh, There's one today, and there'll be another one tomorrow morning for you to to attend so that they could kind of work you through that process.
0: And you mentioned the meetings to explain that at at the airport. Uh, Those are in the Yandri Center and the times are on JetNet, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, let's talk next about uh, the flight schedule. Where are we at with the flight schedule at DFW?
1: Well, it's good news about that. We are adding about 170 flights almost overnight, actually overnight. From July the 6th until the 7th, starting on July the 7th, we'll be somewhere around 380 flights, uh, mainline flights per day. So that's good news for us. Even better news is that we will add some additional flights the latter part of August. In order to facilitate that, they're bringing about 141 aircraft out of mothballs. And putting them back into service that's excellent news for us hopefully the uh, capacity will return as well and we can try to get this airline back on its footing
0: that's interesting that the flights are coming back but the company has put another voluntary leave i believe the window started on the 17th and ends on the 27th yes so they've got a voluntary leave of absent option out right now how is that going to play out at dfw i mean i know it's per operational need can you explain that
1: Uh, Yeah. So before it was uh, in an effort to provide social distancing and also economic reasons. I think that because those flights are coming back, our workload will certainly increase. And I do not believe that they will extend as many voluntary leaves as they did before. Most certainly it's a welcome sight to see those flights back, and uh, but I don't believe that it takes over the fact that we still need to do our social distancing and everything else as much as possible while we work at an expanded flight schedule.
0: So we got a new bid coming Saturday, June 27th. There's some additions to the bid that wasn't on the bid that's on the wall. Can you talk about that?
1: Yes, what we're going to see is an expansion of the zones. There was some, some account taken on the this bid that we're working towards for the 27th as far as B concourse, which was zone six. And subsequently, in recent weeks, after negotiating and, and talking to manpower planning, we're going to be expanding to a seven zone operation, both downstairs and upstairs. There'll be some additional positions that we will seek in order to staff those new zones
0: okay so the members need to keep an eye out for an interim bid correct
1: yes we'll be uh doing an interim bid 10th of the month bids in order to uh, facilitate staffing those zones
0: okay greg i know you've got uh, a meeting you've got to get to this morning but before we go is there anything else i didn't touch on that you'd like to speak about
1: well, you know, uh, typically at our membership meetings, I uh, I break things down into uh, different categories. And one of the categories is housekeeping. If I could end our podcast under some housekeeping measures, I just want to remind everyone that we need to get back into wearing our uniforms. It's essential, even though we have some concerns about what we are contractually obligated or the company's contractually obligated to give us. I know that some folks have made some requests about uniforms, and we're working through those issues. But in the interim, we want to ensure that everybody's back in the uniform. And we know that that policy has been uh, pretty lax over the past couple of months, and rightfully so, but we want to reemphasize that. I also want to remind our members that we're going through locker reassignments. It's important to uh, to kind of follow through with that, uh, ensure that we have our locker that's assigned to us and our proper work area. And last but not least, I would be remiss if I didn't ask our listeners and our members to sign up for the app. We believe that it's an important tool to get information out, and so we ask that you sign up for the uh, Local 513 app on your phone.
0: Okay, and when you download the app, uh, you're going to use the same username and password that you use for the TWU Local 513 website. Yes, Okay, Greg, it's been a good talk. I appreciate you joining me. Like I say, I knew you were tight on time today, but I felt like that we needed to get together and get some information out. It's always
1: a pleasure, Brian. I certainly appreciate everything that you do for me and for this local.
0: All right, everybody, thanks for listening and listen again to the next TWU Local 513 podcast and have a great day. For questions and comments about today's podcast, please email podcast at twu local. 513.org for more information about TWU local 513 please visit www.twulocal513.org music licensed by Pond 5 today's podcast was produced engineered and edited by Tommy Engel